You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a podcast that's all about supporting parents as they bring up children. We've got experts and advice to help you through the more challenging bits of parenting. I'm Siobhan Hunt. When you become a parent, everything is new, which means you're likely to make a lot of mistakes. But you're also sleep deprived and possibly bowed by the judgment of others. All of this can lead to feelings of frustration, anger, and even depression. But what if you were able to see all this newness, all these mistakes as an opportunity, an opportunity to learn, grow, and evolve in ways you never could have imagined before having a baby? Dr. Shafali is the author of The Conscious Parent, and she'll be in Australia in late April and early May. Hello, and welcome to Feed, Play, Love. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be talking with you and coming to visit your beautiful countries. So thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. For those who haven't heard of it before, what is conscious parenting? Well, it's a really complex uh, philosophy, but in a simple nutshell, it's a revolutionary new way to parent your children where the focus of the parenting is really the parent. So it, it's a philosophy that really understands that before you parent your children, you have to kind of parent yourself because how you were raised as a child really impacts how you raise your children. And many of us know this on an intellectual level, but this philosophy really keeps this as the main thrust and highlight. And so when you parent from this lens about, you know, when you focus on, you know, what what's going on within me? Why am I pushing for my kid to learn soccer or baseball? Why am I so upset that my kid is rude to me? Or why am I so upset when my kid doesn't get invited to a party? And just by asking that question and going inward, literally the whole tapestry of the parenting dynamic changes. And it becomes less about controlling and fixing the kid and more about understanding the self. So then the entire parenting process becomes an opportunity for spiritual growth and transformation. So you can never really have a bad day. You're always going to win because you have plenty of opportunity to grow, you know? Which I, I totally love that whole philosophy. Um, but how did you yourself come to find this approach to parenting, embrace it, learn about it, and, and ultimately teach it to others? I really learned it because I was brought to my own egoic knees, so to speak, and humility because I realized that I was just projecting so much unconscious baggage onto my kid. I was putting onto my kid all my unmet expectations, dreams, fantasies, needs, and I didn't even know I was doing it. And my daughter, even at the age of two and three, was so temperamentally strong-willed that I was getting a lot of pushback. And I was like, I didn't, I didn't <laughs> sign up for this kind of pushback. I thought I was raising like a puppet and just someone to kind of just <laughs> make me feel better about myself. And when you when you when it hits you that, you know, this child is so confusing and they're actually going to follow their own will, then you face this big clash of the titans, you know, their will and your will. And uh, somebody's going to have to give. 
And in the traditional model, the kid has to give. You know, you'll punish the kid, you'll ground the kid, you'll shame the kid, and you'll bloody make the kid, you know, lose so that you can win. But in this model, it's about both winning, so to speak. So then, you know, just through my own process, I realized how much egoic projection I was putting onto my kid, how unfair that was to my kid. And I didn't want to raise a minion or a mini me. I wanted to really free my kid to kind of carve out their own life. And I wanted to, to taint it as less as possible. And uh, that takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of egoic release. It takes a lot of self-awareness and understanding. And so I chose to do all that so that I could give my kid all the things that I didn't have, you know, which is really liberation, freedom to choose her own path and uh, carve her own destiny. So I wanted to give her that. Yeah, those are a lot of good reasons to um, embrace conscious parenting. But what are the consequences of not being aware or facing your own past when it comes to the way you parent? Well, I think the consequences can vary depending on the temperament of the kid. But if we look at our own lives, most of us were raised in a very traditional behaviorist reward punishment model. And we just have to look at our own lives. How conditioned were we? How much fear did we get raised within? Uh, how much control did we get oppressed by? And those are the clues as to the consequences. I know in my own life, it took me only till my mid-40s to really break free from my own past. And I didn't want my daughter to spend her entire life, you know, in the clutches of conditioning from childhood, only to then break free from those first seven years of conditioning. So, you know, we on to some degree, we're all conditioned by culture, but the parental conditioning is really severe because that's so intimate. So if we can at least reduce that then we give our children the chance to muddle through, yes, but really muddle through on their own terms versus giving them a prescription list like we were given and living that and then one day realizing, oh, my goodness, I've been living a lie. So not everybody reaches that epiphanic moment of crisis, but many of us do. And then when we look back on our lives, we go, holy crap, I've been just living a lie. And that's really disorienting. I don't know whether you've ever experienced that, but I certainly have, and many of my contemporaries have already. And that's a midlife crisis. And then you begin to live authentically, you know? So that's the consequence, that you kind of live an inauthentic life, deeply conditioned, highly reactive, kind of just following the list, the checkboxes. And I personally did not want to give my child that prescription list. And I want to help other parents who don't want to give it to their children a way forward so that they don't have to. And I give, I give parents the permission, the courage to raise their children differently. At the risk of, of saying something that sounds quite stereotyped, I know in my experience, when it comes to parenting, we find with this podcast that the majority of people who listen are women are mothers. And there are often within a couple, if it's a heterosexual relationship, there can be different approaches to parenting. But I do often hear women perhaps being more aware of the way they parent and wanting to change their parenting from how they were parented. 
whereas they have a lot of their partners saying there was nothing wrong with the way I was raised. Why would I change anything? Um, do you have any advice for people who might be on different parenting pages to their partner when it comes to something like conscious parenting? Absolutely. I get this all the time, like 98% of the time. And yeah, so it is a stereotype, but it's a worthy one. And it's a, it's a typical one. And I won't even say it's tragic. It's just the way it is. And we women mothers are on the vanguard of a new consciousness. We are the shepherds of a new tomorrow. And I really believe that. And I wrote a book about women being that called Radical Awakening. So yes, so when I come to Australia and New Zealand, if you come, you will see that uh, 90%, 85% at least, uh, percent of the audience will be female-led, driven, and mother-driven. And that's wonderful. But yeah, it does pose a huge tension and conflict because then you are faced with, okay, now well, how do I bring my partner on board? And I always say that it's not easy, um, but it's better to have one conscious parent than none. And we women don't need to wait for permission to evolve. And it's our responsibility and uh, take the burden on you. But it is very difficult when the child then experiences two different uh, mindsets. But I always ask mothers who come with this question, well, what would you prefer your child get? Two unconscious parents, right? At least they get one place, which is a safe harbor. So, you know, this is what I want to teach uh, when I come to Australia. I want to help parents understand that they are empowered to evolve, that one conscious parent is better than zero, and there is a way to manage the situation that is better for the child, for the child to understand it's, you know, there is another way, even if your dad just spanked you, for example, we're being traditional and stereotypical, suppose your dad just spanked you, it's okay, now here's my way, and I'm going to undo what he did. And a lot of our parenting sometimes in the first wave of a new trend like conscious parenting is about undoing the damage, right? So it's okay, but at least we can undo the damage. That's that's amazing. That's a great first step. Let's undo the damage that our partners yield onto our children or our parents yield onto our children. Let's at least have a voice of wisdom and reason and a burgeoning light. And, and that's what I want to help mothers do for their children. In the face of everyone's unconsciousness, you be the light, you know? So on a practical level, could you talk us through how a conscious parent might respond to a tantrum? Sure, sure, sure. Well, first thing the conscious parent does is understands that this is developmentally absolutely appropriate and normal. And in fact, before the conscious parent takes the toddler out, listen, I didn't know any of this when, I, when my kid was a toddler. So I learned through trial by fire. So I'm not sound, I hope I don't sound preachy. But one of the ways I help mothers of toddlers is that before you go to the mall, please understand that you're heading straight into the cycle. You know, there is no way a toddler, <laughs> yes. a toddler can, you know, control their impulses because their brain is not developed. So have compassion, have patience. Are you able to, you know, have time to handle these things? Because if you're going in a hurry and you're going to be stressed out and your energy is already so chaotic, then the kid is going to pick up on that. Then when the kid is, you know, surrounded by all these gadgets and gizmos and toys and lights and stimulus, then the kid is going to be on overload. So then they are going to want the candy and the chocolates and the shoes and the, the bows. And the, the kid is going to want it. Now, how are you going to manage it? So first is to prepare, right? And then when you're there is to handle the storm now. How do you handle a storm in a conscious way is you kind of just allow it to pass and don't react yourself. 
and you take enough food and you take enough water and you distract the kid in a loving way and a uh, compassionate way. But the main point that the conscious parent understands and is different from the traditional parent is that it's not the kid's fault. So there's no point yelling at the kid. There's no point punishing the kid. And there's no point losing your own shit over what happened because everything is happening as it's meant to be. The kid is doing exactly what the kid is supposed to do. So if you are taking the kid, take the kid at your own peril. You know, the kid is acting normal in under those circumstances. But you see, in traditional parenting, we've been told that we can fix our children, we can control our children, and we can shame our children and fear our children into submission. And all those ways then lead us to screaming at our kid when our kid doesn't submit. That's a faulty premise. But when we come with the right approach, which is it's not the kid's fault, this is normal for the kid, and you are risking your own sanity by taking the kid, it's your responsibility. Now it puts the onus on the parent, you see. So just right there, the, pa the parent is going to take charge of their own feelings and not put it on the kid and expect the kid to take care of the parent's feelings. Something I think conscious parents probably come across a lot with others who might uh, follow a more um, traditional or historical way of parenting is that they're being soft when they they move into this space of seeing things from the child's perspective. How would you respond to that argument? Yeah, because there's the, the traditional premise is that you have to be hard and you have to be in control. And I always say, and control at what cost? And in conscious parenting, the onus is on connection before control, connection before correction. And in the traditional approach, it's correction and control before connection. So it's just a completely different philosophy. And I ask parents, what makes you feel better? Don't you feel better when you're softer? Don't you feel better when you're in your heart? Or do you like to power trip your kid? Do you like to punish your kid? Like, do you get a high of it? And then why? And if they say, yeah, I like to be in control, it's because they did not have control as a child themselves. And that was the model. And when I take them back to their own pain of childhood, I can guarantee you, I can bring them to their own pain in, in two minutes. And then when they touch their pain, they realize, you know, I didn't like being treated like that. So why am I treating my kid like that? But I'll tell you something very profound. Most of the kids who have been shamed and controlled and beaten up as children, we have kind of sublimated that to it was amazing for my growth. And look, if I hadn't been beaten black and blue, I wouldn't be this successful today because we don't want to confront the brutal truth that our parents were fucked up. You know, we don't want to face that truth. <laughs> so what we've done is we've created some kind of story around it and kind of blamed ourselves that we needed to be treated that way in order for us to reach this level of success. But here's the truth. We did not need to be treated that way. But if we confront that truth, then we have to say, oh, wow, then my parents were really fucked up. But then we can go one step further and go that they were fucked up because they had pain in their childhood. So then we can return to compassion but the road to compassion toward our parents needs to first go through this brutal fire that they were messed up. And we don't want to face that. We don't want to face that. Uh, and, but that's the truth and reconciliation that we need to go through to heal. So on the note of coming to grips with the past, with our own past, as you mentioned, it can be very confronting and very frightening 
when it's things that we have told ourselves for years and we suddenly realize that maybe they're not true. Do you have any advice on how parents can do that work? So on a practical level, if you accept and understand that we have to heal our own inner child in order to raise our own children well, how does one go about doing that? Yeah, so it's a process and it's not easy. And I'm actually writing my next book on the exact path, you know, step by step by step, but it's a process. And the first step of the process is coming to terms with the fact that you are unconscious. So how do you first even come there? And the way you come to that point is you look at the chaos and the dysfunction in your life. And instead of blaming everyone else for the first time, you turn to yourself and go, how am I repeating this pattern? How am I creating the pattern, perpetuating the pattern, repeating the pattern? And just that question can start you on this journey. So the first place to start is the willingness to look at yourself. And that is not an easy first step, but that's the first step to to go, maybe I'm doing something. And it doesn't have to be that you're taking the blame. It just means that you're taking the responsibility for the co-creation. Dr. Shafali, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. Oh, I'm so, so happy to have spent it with you. So excited to come visit your beautiful country and uh, be there and share this message to everyone there. That's author Dr. Shafali. And if you'd like to see her speak in person, we'll put all the dates and details to her events in the notes of this episode. And we'll also include links to her book, The Conscious Parent. I'm Siobhan Hunt. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please rate and review us so we can reach and help even more parents. And if you have a topic you'd like me to cover, send your email to feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.